a lot of people say that you know hunting turkeys in Mississippi is, is pretty cutthroat, but I but I say it. I don't think it, it has to be that way. I think if we're not sharing it, those experiences, you know, all I can do is tell somebody what happened while I was out there in the woods. But if I have somebody with me, uh, they can experience it as well, and and, and they can get hooked. So. So imagine when I put them first, you know, I've, I've been blessed to take a lot of turkeys and different things. So, and deer. yeah, and, and deer. So by me putting somebody, uh, putting other people first, that's that's, that's how you keep the, uh, the legacy and the tradition going on. Even with our kids, it's helping them to develop their character. They're young now, so as they get older, they will have those skills that they learn out there in the woods. They will have all those skills to take with them as they get older and gun safety skills, um, how to handle firearms, you know, practicing, all of that plays a major part in their life as they uh, get older and get out into this real real uh, world as well. It is certainly possible that we have never seen a time, at least in our lifetime, where family is so important. It is our responsibility as parents to raise our kids to be able to one day provide for themselves and to teach them the skills necessary to one day be sustainable members of society. This is exactly what drew me into the story of Henry and Lakeisha Woodard. They have prioritized their relationship with God. They have prioritized their marriage in a world where marriages fall apart every day. And they have prioritized the art of being self-sufficient. And the incredible thing is that they are teaching all these skills to their kids. Before we jump into my talk with Henry and Lakeisha, I just wanted to ask that you guys would connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at the handle at rice kill eat you can also find me on facebook at the url facebook.com slash rke as in rice kill eat a field all right and i'm also on youtube where i will post this episode along with other episodes of the podcast that way if you guys prefer to listen on youtube or if you have somebody who prefers to listen on youtube and you want to share this with them then you can share it that way and you can, you can just give them the youtube url it just gives you an easy way to share the Rise Kill Eat podcast with other people if they're interested. And that's one thing I want to ask you guys to do is if you guys are getting any value from the Rise Kill Eat podcast, then tell your friends about it because this this podcast is a is a show literally designed for people who love God, freedom, and the great outdoors. That's something that I want to continue to stress on this show. That's something that I want to always have at the forefront of the topics of the conversations of the show. It's, of course, our pursuit of God our pursuit of freedom, and our pursuit of the outdoors. So those three things are really what this show is all about. And I've been able to have some pretty incredible conversations with some really awesome people. Anybody that has been listening to the Rise Elite podcast for any amount of time, you guys have hopefully seen that already. And I've got many more to come. So I'm excited to be able to share today's conversation with you guys. So again, you guys can connect with me on those social media accounts and share the Rise Elite podcast with your friends and family. So in the show notes of this episode, you can find some more information about how to connect with Henry and Lakeisha. So be sure to head there and check out more of their story. So this is the first time that I actually have more than one guest on at the same time. So this was a little bit of a learning curve for me. It was a little bit of a learning experience for me. But nonetheless, I had a great conversation with Henry and Lakeisha, all about family, all about hunting, of course, all about marriage, all about having a platform together. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy my conversation with Henry and Lakeisha Woodard. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's dive right into my talk with Henry and Lakeisha Woodard on the Rise Hilly podcast. 
So here we go. We'll go ahead and get started here. So I'm sitting here with Henry and Lakeisha. So this is pretty cool that I was able to get connected with you guys. And I appreciate you guys being on the Rise Kill podcast with me. Like I was saying before we kind of started recording here, this is my first time doing an episode with more than one other person on the line. So this is going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but I think we're going to make it work. But thank you guys for being on the Rice Kelly podcast with me. Thank you so much for having us. We're so glad to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Let's go ahead and kind of dive into, you know, how things are going for you guys down in Mississippi. Do I have that right? Is that, is that where you guys are down in Mississippi? Yes, that's correct. We're in Mississippi. How are things going for you guys down there? Oh, okay. Uh, Mississippi is, is great. Um, you know, from the hunting to, um, you know, just the culture down here in the South is, um, it's, it's truly a blessing to, to, um, to grow up in the South, you know. Yeah. And, you know, uh, with our kids, our kids, uh, well, they're not in school right now, but everything's going to be opening back up pretty soon with the school and everything. But so far we've just been, um, pretty much just enjoying this little time that we've been having, spending more time together because a lot of stuff has been um, closed down. So we just been kind of just, um, relaxing, doing our little hunting thing still, you know, getting practice in with our guns, things like this. So everything's been going great. Absolutely. With, you know, with everything going on right now and, uh, you know, everything shut down or whatever, I know it's different across the states and, you know, each state has their own little stipulations. I'm in Kentucky where, you know, right now it's a nightmare, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, there has been a, uh, some blessings in disguise, kind of like what you mentioned where, you know, we have more family time right now right. because of everything shut down. Like, if you typically, you know, work or school or, you know, extracurricular activities, all these different things, they take away from that family time. But whenever all that kind of stuff's taken away, you know, then that leaves plenty of opportunity for family time. So you guys mentioned schools reopening. So have they already decided that schools are going to open up down there? Um, they are. And they actually uh, are giving parents an option whether they want to do online schooling for their kids or if they want to let them come back on campus. And, you know, because I have smaller kids and, you know, I know how it is with the hand washing and the hand sanitizing and all of that, I'm thinking I'm going to just probably um, do online for them um, because little kids, it's hard to kind of keep them a little <laughs> close, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a, a couple of small kids too. My son, he's six. He'll be seven in October. And then I have a four and a half year old little girl. And I completely understand because, I mean, there's no way you guys are going to, they're going to be able to keep those kids apart because it's just part of how they learn. Like, you know, that's just, they get in each other, each other's faces. They, they learn by contact and they just learn by, by feeding off each other's, you know, body language. So that's just, that's just part of how those kids learn. So I completely understand you know, that platform as far as, you know, wanting to keep them home for that purpose. And that's probably how we're going to end up having to do uh, some stuff over here in Kentucky too. They've, they've thrown some ideas around, but with everything kind of going on, you know, with, you know, politics and all that kind of stuff, it's going to, there's really no, no definitive answers right now as far as how our state's going to handle it. But most likely our kids are going to be sitting at home too, which is just kind of like what we were mentioning before, add into that, that family time. But so how is, uh, How's it been for the marriage, you know, being being home all the time and that kind of thing? How, how has that affected that kind of stuff? Well, me and Lakeisha, uh, we actually get along uh, quite well. That's you good. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being recorded right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to watch what you say, then you come back and use it. So. <laughs> uh, me and Lakeisha, uh, it's, it's our relationship, it, it really is. It's 
the good always outweighs the bad. And uh, me and Lakeisha, we were best friends um, even before uh, we got married. And and it wasn't a long friendship or anything like that. It's just that our personalities, it, it, it just kind of blended, you know. And so um, we, we've always been close, even when me and Lakeisha and I early marriage, we were trying to figure out each other. If we would get upset with one another, um, there was no such thing as like splitting up or anything. If she if she was upset with me, I was upset with her. Uh, we would be upset in the same room, you know, because we didn't want to. There's no on the couch, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we get along. Um, I trust the teacher, and she's smart. And I mean, what I can't do, she can do, and it's like we complement each other. So us just being together, it's almost like we were made. You know, just just to be together, and, and it, it just works out. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's you know, there's there's a I've heard from a lot of different people, and you know, with everything going on, and everything being everybody being at home right now, you know, marriages I feel like are either flourishing, you know, doing awesome, or you know, kind of the other extreme. <laughs> That's great that you guys kind of have that going on, you know, uh, with each other and being able to have that marriage relationship. And I've always heard. You know, I, I've been married for, oh, oh geez, let me, I put myself on the spot here and make sure I get this right. Been married for eight years now. So, um, I definitely understand, you know, that, that complimenting each other and, you know, there's the idea that marriage is 50, 50, but in, in reality, it's 100, 100, you know, each person has to be able to give everything they have to the other person in order for the marriage to work. And that's, that's great that you guys have that complimenting relationship. You guys have that, that prioritized also. Yes, and I mean, Lakeisha and I, we've been married for 18 years, and um, we got married at, at an early age. I was 20, and Lakeisha was 18, so we we live, we have literally uh, grown up together and matured uh, together, so um, we really know each other very well. I mean, um, if we're at the point now that, like, if she's, if, if she's pressing my buttons, I know what she's doing. If I'm pressing her buttons, she knows what I'm doing, so it's like, <laughs> You know, <laughs> it ain't a whole lot of surprises no more. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah, my wife and I we actually got we got married pretty young. I was twenty and she was twenty one, so we were kind of right around that same age. And you know, it's the same thing where you know, like you guys kind of just you just grow up together. You you figure life out together. You know, it's just one of those right. things. that and I think that's what really makes a lot of marriages great is that you know you have it's it's different than getting married whenever you're older, like in your, you know, early thirties, you know, mid thirties or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but whenever you get married at a young age, I feel like it's just, it's just enhances the relationship because you guys are figuring out life together and, you know, all the ups and downs that come with that age. And, you know, it's, it's something that I've definitely benefited from as well. you know, with my, with my wife and that's, that's awesome. You guys have done that. And you guys have also used your, your platform of hunting, you know, as a married couple as well, which is pretty interesting because typically, you know, you'll see people that have their own platform, their own Instagram, or even you may have people who hunt together or who hunt or, and are married, but they have their separate platforms, but you guys have kind of approached it with um, like a married approach, like together, you know, the name Halo, you know, I'm assuming is Henry and Lakeisha outdoors, right? So you guys have used that as a married couple. And I just think that's incredible that you guys have done that. Yes, uh, mainly, uh, it's, it's, it's been awesome. You know, um, we are about God, family, and the outdoors. And um, me and the teacher and, and the family, us doing it 
that kind of way, it has brought us uh, most definitely closer together. Um, earlier, the hunting was kind of like it was the thing that I would do when me and Letitia first got married, and she was kind of wondering why would I, you know, be leaving her and different things. And so um, one day I invited her out, and um, it was a turkey hunt, really, that I believe that really got her hooked. Yeah. Um, and I told her, I said, come on out, you know, um, come out to the woods with me. And just all I need you to do is just just run the camera, just hold the camera and film. And uh, that's Tisha, how he hooked me. Yeah, so Tisha, <laughs> told me, he started running the camera. So uh, as I was out there filming for Henry, because like Henry said, you know, he was like, just come out there because he used to leave me every weekend. Like I always say, he used to leave me every weekend. And some days I used to hope that it rained, you know, so he wouldn't go outside in the woods. But you know, that didn't stop anything. And so. Um, I went out there with him, with the camera filming him. And this was like my first time actually being outdoors, turkey hunting, you know, out there in the woods um, like that. And Henry was doing his mouth call, calling to a turkey and the turkey started gobbling back and they were going back and forth, their interaction. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I, I couldn't believe what I was singing. You know, this is my first time seeing a turkey. So after about three, two months, the turkey came into our setup. Um, I don't know about, you know, 20, 20, 30 yards or whatever. And three, two, one, boom. And after that, I've really been hooked on the outdoors. Henry said, Lakeisha, you know what? Next time you're going to um, shoot and I'm going to film you shooting. So after that, I've been turkey hunting and addicted to the outdoors ever since. And believe it or not, I was pregnant um, during that time. Um, normally when we're always hunting, I'm all, I was always pregnant because we have four <laughs> kids. And that's probably why they love being in the outdoors. And then we also had one of our baby girls actually on um, a hunt with us when I took my first turkey. Actually, with Henry and I, we doubled up. Yeah, it, it was a, it was an epic hunt. I mean, uh, oh man, it, it was awesome because we were just uh, we were just a property that was just no more than problem. Um, the turkey would come into a one to two acre plot, mm -hmm. and um, we were in the ground blind. And I mean, we would sit there, we would call. You know, we couldn't run a run and gun on, on that particular property. And uh, we just were sitting there, and all of a sudden, we heard something that sounded like, literally, we heard some, some stumping on the ground. And we looked yeah. back, and it was uh, about three long beards, I mm -hmm. believe, just came running in uh, at what we had set up. And I mean, it, it was awesome. I it mean, was like so amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, wow. their heads were just glowing fire red. And I mean, it was it was awesome. And I mean, I, we, we counted, I believe we counted, counted it off. Yeah. And uh and I end up shooting. Did you like shoot? A, you shot a few. No, I didn't shoot on the count of three. Yeah. Because I think you shot before. Right. And they, I you know, shot. when I shot, they moved. And, and Lakeisha had a 20 gauge. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I would have counted it out because that turkey, had, <laughs> that turkey had to be. Man, that turkey was pushing, I know, right at 50 yards. And I thought it was I thought it was over. And I just told her, Lakeisha, shoot, shoot, shoot. I, and I mean, <laughs> that she rolled the turkey about fifty yards. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it, that that was that was the start uh, of uh, what we call the Mississippi Shuffle. <laughs> the Mississippi Long Beards. I mean, it, it was it was awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a great story, and it's. You know, there's nothing better than a spring turkey hunt to really get you hooked because, like, I started turkey hunting. I think it was probably about four or five years ago, and it was not nearly as exciting as your all's hunt was, but, you know, just hearing those gobbles and just seeing how they react to calls and, you know, really the gobbles is what gets you. Cause you hear that gobble, especially if it's, you know, 20, 30 yards away from you, it'll literally vibrate your chest. And 
you know, it's, it's really awesome. You know, one of my favorite things is, is the spring turkey hunt for those reasons. That's, that's great that you guys had that experience together. And that's, that's awesome. So how did your last spring season go for you this, this past spring turkey season? I know, uh, a lot of people had some, a lot of successes because, you know, everything being shut down and being able to get out and hunt and stuff. So how were you guys able to do with your last spring turkey season? Well, uh, this, uh, last spring turkey season, we had a whole lot of, um, hunts anticipated. Um, we was going to have like a, the teacher was throwing an all women's turkey hunt. Uh, that got canceled, of course, yeah. uh, because of COVID. Um, I actually had a, a turkey hunt plan with, um, a uh, grand national turkey caller. I'm not going to say the name right now because I'm going to keep it secret to next okay. year. But, but, but anyway, uh, that got canceled, you know, so it, it was, we just didn't know how it was going to go. And uh, when we did finally get in the woods, um, the weather was very weird this year. I mean, um, it took all year, it seemed like, for the, for the fields to green up. Mm-hmm. And the thing about turkey hunting is this. Uh, a lot of times those uh, turkey pups, when they're young, um, they have to be somewhere where um, – because they, they can't eat on grain and different things. They have to be somewhere where there's bugs. Yeah. And so when you have bugs in the field, you're going to see the turkeys in the field. Well, I guess me and Lakeisha, we consider ourselves more of uh, a field turkey hunters. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, we do hunt in the hardwoods, but when I just think about how many turkeys we kill, I think most of them we kill have, have been uh, maybe in fields for the most part. And um and and just just according to the property, you know how how the property is laid out, you know. Right. So uh, uh, they just they just weren't coming out into the fields, and so we ended up uh, not doing anything in Mississippi. Uh, and let me backtrack. Uh, it started off with youth season. I did get my daughter, uh, which is my ten year old daughter, uh, Trinity. Uh, she uh, I took her turkey hunting because she was trying to uh, harvest her first turkey because her oldest sister angel had already uh got a long beard so this was her time you know she was uh we had a close call last year with her i mean the year before last and so um she was really trying to seal the deal uh we saw plenty of jakes in, in mississippi kids can kill jakes uh but they just didn't come in i mean but she heard uh turkey gobbling and i mean her heart got the pumping and, and we got fired up and, i mean so so Anytime I can take my kids out and we can experience, we can hear the owls hooting and we can hear the, the turkeys gobbling, uh, I, I consider that a success. You know, uh, we, we came safe and we left safe. I consider that a success. But we had a lot of uh, close calls and, and the birds just seemed to be really end up. Um, and it, it seemed like when when the season was about ending, it seemed that, that that's when the weather and, and different things were finally getting right, you know. so. Um, we we struggled a little bit in Mississippi and and Tennessee, uh, Tennessee's turkey season kind of staggers about two weeks later, mm-hmm. and so we ended up going uh, hunting in Tennessee, and their teacher was successful. I mean, it was like night and day when we went to Tennessee. Uh, we had we experienced Jake Jake fights, and I mean, uh, of course in Tennessee we can shoot a Jake. Uh, however, I just chose not to shoot a Jake, but I mean we were covered in in Jakes. I mean some of the most uh, beautiful footage you ever want to see. They were strutting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were uh, gobbling too. And I mean, um, it, it was beautiful. And uh, Lakeisha, uh, she was successful. Uh, she she did kill 
uh, nice, uh, about 20, I think about, about 20 pound gobbler, yeah. um, in Tennessee. And I mean, it, it was a, it was an awesome hunt. Even our, our daughter, she was in there with yeah. us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she witnessed the whole thing. So, uh, the first thing she said when it, it was weird, I mean, it kind of was funny when Lakeisha tried the turkey, the first thing that my daughter said was, uh, she said, mama, you smoked them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it was funny, you know. It, it, was, it was a great hunt, and mm-hmm. I mean, we had another opportunity as well. Well, me and Lakeisha almost could double up, and, and this is the thing with me and Lakeisha since we hunt together, um, sometimes it's hard. Um, I had the shot, but we were waiting for both turkeys to get into frame, and of course, we were feminine different things, right. but. It's kind of weird, but me and Lakeisha sometimes she'll say, Henry, you shoot first. You're going to shoot first. And I say, No, I'm not shooting first. I say, You're going to shoot first. And so um, that hunt uh, had, had taken place, and and the birds just, if they would have gave us 10 more feet, we could have mm-hmm. doubled up. Yeah. And of course, I, I had a shot, but I, I didn't want to, it's kind of weird. I didn't want to shoot the turkey, you know, and Lakeisha not get a bird. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I. I, we just wanted to he always together. he always tries to you know put me first and I was like no here this time you shoot first he's like no you go ahead you finish so and and he always put the kids first you know now so um, I, I really uh, appreciate that for him because he wants to make sure that we definitely you know get that opportunity because I think he feel like he knows that he would probably have uh, chances as well but he want to make sure that he give us an opportunity as well and especially our kids also. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I can definitely commend you for that, Henry. That's that's awesome that you have prioritized that and, you know, put put everybody else, you know, ahead of yourself. It it takes a special kind of person to to really do that. And, you know, unfortunately, you don't really see that a whole lot, you know, not just in hunting, but really just in society in, in general. And that's that's great that you've you've done that. And that's that's awesome. Well, I think that that's some of the uh, characteristics, uh, some of the things that we need to bring bring out in hunting is because it's not just for me, but it's for us. Yeah. It's for everyone. And, and if we do that, we'll continue uh, our, our legacy and our heritage of hunting. Uh, it will continue to, to go on because we, we would pass it down. You know, um, I've heard, you know, especially Mississippi turkeys, a lot, um, a lot of people say that, you know, hunting turkeys in Mississippi, it's, it's pretty cutthroat, but I, but I say it, I don't think it, it has to be that way. I think if we're not sharing it, those experiences, you know, all I can do is tell somebody what happened while I was out there in the woods. But if I have somebody with me, uh, they can experience it as well and, and, and they can get hooked. So so imagine when I put them first, you know, I, I've been blessed to take a lot of turkeys and different things. So, and deer. Yeah, and, and deer. So by me putting somebody uh putting other people first, that's, that's, that's how you keep the, uh, the legacy and the tradition going on. That's great. Yeah. That's a really good point because I, you know, there's, there, like I was saying, there's just so many people that are, they're in it for themselves because they want the social media likes whenever they, you know, post a picture of a, you know, 180 inch deer or they, they want that, that notoriety whenever they shoot the big, big Tom. But I mean, I think the way the way you have laid it out and the way you've kind of mentioned it here is is really what makes hunting special for a lot of people. And I'd say even the majority of people is because they, they've always had somebody, at least for the most part, I know for me personally and you know, the majority of, of hunters, they've had somebody that come before them to show them, 
you know, here's how you do it. Here's, here's how you respect the animal. Here's how you go through the process. Here's, you know, it's, it's all about learning. And the only way we can learn is by people who have that experience before us. And it's like you were saying, it's, it's the only way that the, the tradition of hunting and the legacy of hunting is going to continue on. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's something that you guys have definitely prioritized with your kids. You know, I've watched some of your all's videos that you put on YouTube and stuff and, you know, the involvement that you guys have with your kids, even the little ones, like the littlest ones, you guys have them out there, you know, could be setting up decoys, could be checking for sign or even out in the blind with you. And that's, that's awesome. That's you guys have, have done that with your, with your kids. Right. You, you know, you gotta make it interesting. You gotta uh, make the family uh, affair. You know, we're not necessarily trying to push, push it upon them, but it's, it's like a lifestyle and, um, you know, they're learning even when they don't realize they're learning, just being out there, just, just to hear uh, the animals, just to hear the birds, you know. Um, it All of that comes together that, that, that makes uh, who we are, you know. And so uh, having our kids, it's, it's, it's really a blessing uh, to bring them up in that lifestyle. And, and hunting, it, it, it's, it's more than just, you know, taking an animal. It's about uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about um, confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's very educational. I mean, um, I never learned so much about grasses and, and trees and, 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 and fruit and different things and, and tied it all in until I uh, became a hunter. So I feel that I'm actually, and we are actually better people because we understand, um, the process of life. Yeah, absolutely. Those are skills that you know, like, Oh, so many people, like even adults, I mean, so many adults, you just don't have the skills of being able to identify, you know, different species of, of plants or grasses or even animals, honestly. And, you know, I think it's just, it just kind of goes back to the, the world that we live in where we just don't have that connection with, with God's creation like we had before. Like we don't have, we're not out in God's creation because we're, you know, sitting at home, you know, playing video games or watching TV or doing whatever we're doing. And, you know, whenever the, we have, families like you guys and you know like so many others that that prioritize getting out in the outdoors you know it it really it brings the family closer together and because everybody's learning together everybody's going through the process of discipline like what you were saying together and you know a family that they they say a family that hunts together grows together i mean i think it's definitely the truth and i think you know just any kind of process where you are challenging yourself to learn something new learn something that is, you know, not necessarily mainstream because I mean, there's not, I'd say definitely hunters are of course the, the minority as far as the general population goes and, you know, learn something that is not necessarily mainstream is, I mean, it's, it's a process that is required and, you know, those, those families that, that come together and, and want to learn it together, they definitely benefit from it. Right. And, and also, like you said, you know, even with our kids, it's helping them to develop their character. They're young now, so as they get older, they will have those skills that they learn out there in the woods. They will have all of those skills to take with them as they get older and gun safety skills, um, how to handle firearms, you know, practicing. All of that plays a major part in their life as they uh, get older and get out into this real, real uh, world as well. And, you know, hunting, you know, it's a tradition that's passed down from generation to generation. You know, it's a way that we provide organic uh, meat for our family. You know, it's a way to teach us to be self-sufficient and to be able to provide, you know, as 
for on our own or for our family or for our friends. You know, you just never know what'll happen. And it's just a good um, thing and a good skill to know how to do. And even when it comes to fishing as well, you know, hunting mm-hmm. and fishing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, right now, I think a lot of people, you know, four months ago, they probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be saying that this is how things would be looking right now. But, you know, the skills that you mentioned, you know, providing, figuring out a way to provide food for yourself, you know, knowing how to handle a firearm. These are things that could very potentially be, you know, extremely helpful now. And then, of course, in the future, you know, looking in the future and as far as how things are kind of playing out. And these are skills that a very small percentage of people really, really know, you know, and and are confident with. And, you know, the fact that you guys have done that and, you know, so many other people have done that. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and of course to see you know how those skills are going to come to light whenever it's actually time to use those and you know I thought I wish so many people took the same approaches which you guys do and you know what I've tried to do with with my own kids and my family is to teach them how to handle a firearm I think that's that's where a lot of um, I guess you know I hate the word use the word ignorance but I guess that's what it is but you know a lot of the the ignorance of of guns and the the fear of guns comes from the lack of confidence and the lack of knowledge that the general population, maybe not general population, but a lot of people have towards, you know, firearms and the, the, you know, the whole, the whole idea of trying to banish the second amendment where it kind of comes from is that, that fear of not really understanding and respecting firearms. And that's, that's great that you guys have done that. Yeah. We, we most definitely agree. So you guys have uh, also recently taken up a, an ambassador kind of position with Turning Point USA. So what kind of is is Turning Point USA, you know, for those those people that may have not have heard of it or may not be as familiar with it, what what kind of what is that program about? Um uh, basically in so many other words, you know, Turning Point is a nonprofit organization and that organization their main mission is to identify, educate and train and organize students to promote the principles of fiscal responsibility, free markets, and limited government. So basically, you know, just getting their word out there, you know, about those things and bringing awareness to it and to, you know, fight for those those rights and things like that. So that's basically in a nutshell. And and one thing about uh, Turning Point USA, uh, they found out about us and they, you know, I guess they saw our page and different things. And um, the thing about it is, me and Lakeisha, uh, a lot of people, uh, we have conservative values, meaning traditional uh, American values. You know, we, we feel strongly about uh, our faith. We're strongly about um, uh, the union between uh, man and woman. Uh, we feel strongly about um, being pro-life, uh, or being um, active, uh, or being, you know, for, for 2A, for, for Second Amendment rights. And so uh, our our way of life, our lifestyle, quite naturally uh, lined up. And, and what it is, it actually gives us a, a platform as well. Uh, because, you know, it, it's, there's one thing um, you have, you have a left and a right. And, and a lot of times you'll see uh, the left try to portray, um, uh, even, even me and Lakeisha being, um, being black Americans, they're, they'll try to portray you to be just one particular way. But the thing is, America is diverse. America has diversity. And um, we should be able to have freedom of speech, you know, mm-hmm. uh, freedom to voice who we are. And, and this is just who we are. And, and Turner Point is just, just giving us a platform uh, as well to voice uh, our beliefs. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. You guys have really embraced that idea too, because, you know, it's just with everything feeling like it's under attack right now, you know, those traditional conservative American values, you know, I I fall right in line with those same values. I'm I'm right there with you as far as, you know, being outspoken about my faith, which is, you know, why this podcast even exists. The whole idea of rice kill eat is of course, combining the, the ideas of faith and hunting together. So, you know, being outspoken about the faith and being pro-life and being pro-gun and all those kind of things, you know, that's, that's something that if you say that in the wrong arena, or if you say that to the wrong ears, like it can be, you can get a lot of backlash for it. And I'm so glad that we have people like you guys that have, you know, they're taking a stand and they're fighting back against, you know, the mainstream media or whatever it may be that that's causing all these, a lot of these issues and causing a lot of this division between people that in reality, if you're, you know, having a conversation like this, or if you're, you know, walking down the street, or if you're standing in line at the grocery store, a lot of that division isn't really, you know, taking place. And, you know, I feel like the, the general population of Americans, like we, we want to be together, like regardless of, you know, differences that we may have, we want to have that union. I'm so glad that we have people like you guys that are taking a stand for that kind of stuff. That's great. That's great. But you know, how is how is that bond working together and that kind of thing? How is that kind of translated into your everyday life? Of course you guys, you know, you guys are working together. You guys have a platform together. What kind of stuff has that done as far as your everyday life kind of stuff goes? Pretty much like you said, we pretty much together all the time and it has brought, you know, like with the kids being home, with the schools in it, um, it has brought us closer together, you know, as a family, uh, we're, you know, spending more time together and all of this quality time. And, you know, there's something that you can't get back. And, um, uh, hunting, for instance, um, it's, it's allowed me to really, Lakeisha is not my sidekick. Um, uh, when I say in the woods, uh, it was a time where I felt like she was my sidekick, but now, um, she's a person I can actually, um, get a second opinion from or the first opinion of, you know, I, I say, Lakeisha, what do you think? Should I sit up here? What What do you think? You know, so we're, and I mean, Lakeisha, you know, will, 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 will get sweaty and, and, and downright dirty, you know, get some dirt on her fingernails. I mean, because a lot of the things that we do, um, most of the time me and Lakeisha um, carry uh, the load uh, because we do have other family members that, that hunt as well, but we basically carry the book of uh, from hanging stands and um, food yeah, food um, plots and uh, you know all these kinds of things. But um, in the midst of that, it's it's developed a, a bond where uh, Lakeisha, I can trust her, I can count on her, and we can depend on each other. So it's solidified. And and I mean, you're talking about the things that Lakeisha can do on the computer as far as like using. Uh, software, uh, Final Cut Pro. It's a lot of people uh, to do our editing. It's a lot of people that have to go to classes to, to be able to do this. So, but Lakeisha just kind of, it's almost like she just she just took right to it. And it's really brought the bun to the point where there I've realized, and it's, it's totally evident, 100% that Halo could not exist without the H and the L. So therefore, uh, I have to have Lakeisha for it to say Halo, and it has to be an H for Henry for it to be Halo. So it's it's brought our bond together to the point where we know that the only way what we're doing is going to work out is if we we do it together. I don't want to quit. Yeah. That's right. 
That's awesome. So, Lakeisha, you are the one that you kind of put all the, the clips together for your all's videos on YouTube and you do all the editing as far as all that kind of stuff goes? Um, yes, I like to always say that I'm the producer. No, I'm the editor. Henry's the producer. So we kind of work <laughs> like a team effort. You know, he may have this idea and I'll go and execute it. He's like, okay, let's do it like this, you know. And I'll just go and do my thing on the computer. And he's like, oh, I love it, you know. So we just, uh, like him said, we work together. We kind of feed off of each other. You know, something that I'm lacking, Henry knows, or something he's lacking, I give him idea. So we kind of bounce the ideas back and forth off of each other. And I think that's what makes it really work as well. So. Yeah, that's great. Because I was watching, like I was saying before, I was watching a lot of your all's videos. And, you know, it looks like it was done, you know, like a professionally like it's, it's very impressive that you you I guess you kind of self-taught yourself I mean how long did that kind of take for you get, for you to learn how to do that um believe it or not um I'm pretty much kind of hands-on when it comes to learning new things but if I just kind of play with it for a little while eventually I just I just catch on quick because you know I at first I was working with the Adobe um doing my editing in and then we switched over to the final cut so I really had to kind of pick that up it was like a whole nother thing compared to Adobe and it's basically just just going on there playing with it and just getting hands-on and if you know if I have to figure something out I go YouTube it and and just work it step by step but it, I pretty much can kind of pick up on it uh, pretty quickly yeah my mind is blown um <laughs> she's my I'm gonna tell you something uh I don't think it's very many hours of instruction that she no. got from, from anyone else. I mean, she made some phone calls, but it's it's beyond me how she how she gets it done because uh it, it to me it looks like I don't know, another language, all these bars <laughs> and graphs and different things and so you know, and believe me, I think it's the challenge of trying to learn it. Um, even like doing our little intro um on one of our older videos working on that intro you know I was like no I can't get this but you know what it was just the love for that challenge it just made me want like I said I gotta get this I just gotta figure it out and I think that motivated me to learn more and to learn how to do those things so. and by the way let me uh insert this you know this is America there are there there's all kinds of opportunities in this in this country and we're saying it just just from in our house if we just sat there and just thought that things could happen or wait on things to happen, you know, nothing would happen. And I, I, I think that all of us as Americans, we got to realize that God has given us talents and gifts and abilities. And the thing is, you just got to step out, uh, step out of your comfort zone and, and try and try it, you know, mm -hmm. go for it. You only live one life. And so I've been, I've come completely out of my comfort zone with some of the things that I picked up on. And so, uh, there's opportunity. Uh, so if, if you can see it, you can do it. Absolutely. That's a great point to make because I think just so many people, they just sit around and they, they're, they have all these dreams and they have all this stuff that they want to do. And it's like, man, it'd be nice if I could do this, or it'd be nice if I could do that. But they, that's really where it ends for a lot of people. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people have, they have some really good ideas and they have some things that could really benefit, you know, life for a lot of people in general. And, you know, but it never really, it never really flourishes because they don't want to put in the work. Like, you know, you've mentioned yeah. putting in the work. I know you mentioned discipline, you know, as far as hunting goes, but that just goes, that translates over to life also. I know, I know that's something you guys can uh, relate with is that, you know, we all have, 
we all have something that we want to do. God has given us a purpose on this planet. You know, he told us whatever we do, do it for his glory. And of course, that's something that, and if and I don't think that whenever he said that, I don't think he was talking about sitting on the couch, dreaming up stuff. <laughs> like, I, th- I think we are, we are designed and I think we are made with a purpose to go after and seek after his purpose for us. And, you know, like you said, we live in a great country where we have the opportunity to be able to do really just about anything we want to, as long as we're willing to put in the work and as long as we're willing to, to dive in head first and prioritize it in our life. Right, and, and even uh, when it pertains to hunting, um, I didn't have any teachers to teach me how to hunt. It was the challenge. <laughs> I, I made a whole lot of mistakes learning how to hunt, from deer hunting to turkey hunting. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> right. Go out there, and I mean, we we used to get blown out the woods by deer. You know, they would smell us and, and everything. I, I didn't understand. You know, turkeys. Um, I spooked so many turkeys thinking they weren't there, and I and I get up, and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> these these fellows where you, you know, and your heart goes pumping and different things, but but it just was about being consistent, uh, and trying and not giving up. You know, um, if I can leave anything that may help someone, it is don't give up. You know, um, no matter what you're doing, just 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 keep on keeping on. Don't don't if you don't if if you know just like some say, if at first you don't. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. And there, that kind of reminds me a little bit of something you had posted. I think it was maybe last week or something on Instagram, basically saying, you know, like we, we live in America and you don't use, I think it was, I'm sorry, let me think about this for a second, but basically you said you have two kinds of brothers. Okay. You have two kinds of blood brothers, those who are, you know, following Christ and then those who are loving the pursuit, you know, loving the pursuit, of course, you know, of hunting and of the pursuit of, you know, the American dream. And a lot of people, you know, that's those kind of apply to both, both of those kind of things apply to the same people. And, you know, that, that reminds me so much of that because I think it's so true that God has put us in this country to be able to do something incredible. And I think, you know, despite the craziness that's going on in the world. I think if we can kind of push through this stuff and we can kind of, you know, keep our eyes on him and continue to seek him, then, you know, I think we will, we have an incredible amount of opportunities and that's, that's something that I, I think you guys could definitely relate with. You know, just reach someone, get someone to pick up a bow or to pick up a rifle or to go out and, and camp or, or pick up a rod and reel, you know, we're affecting people and we can get them to, to uh to read the bible and different things like that you know then we have we've made a difference absolutely well yeah i appreciate you guys being on the rice Elite podcast with me i do have a couple more questions as we're kind of closing down here you know this is a question that i always like to ask my guest i get all kinds of answers from it and it's just been really cool for me to kind of see where these answers are coming from and so my last question for you is what does hunting mean to you uh, hunting means everything to me. I mean, it's a, it's an outlet. It's a way of life. I, it's 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 a part of me. I mean, from my very uh, being, my very existence. You know, I think that uh, God, you know, He gave us dominion uh, over animals, and He told us to uh, also to be good stewards. So uh, when I go out mm-hmm. hunting, 
um, I feel that much closer uh, to fulfilling my role and to feel, and to fulfill uh, my purpose. You know, um, hunting is is especially it, it means a lot. You know, um, it it means so much that if you love it too much, you can you know, um, or if you pursue it too much, then you know um, you'll go you'll go astray. But I guess you have to balance um, the love of hunting because you don't want to put anything before put anything before family, put anything before God. So. Um, um, it it just gave me an, an outlet, and it gave me something to do um, when when Christ came into my life, and so hunting uh, will always be special to me because um, I just and, and I'm not trying to say the whole mm-hmm. same thing yeah. over and over, but I just I just feel at home out there in the woods, like just being out there, you know, just enjoying God's nature, knowing that He put this on earth for us, and. It's just such a rewarding feeling, you know, just reflecting on the first whitetail I harvested and that that Christmas holiday several years back and and I saw it on the table and I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's that's my deer. I, I went out and I was successful. Um and and that, that image of that you know, that that four point walking, it was so majestic and I mean that really changed my life and it's uh it's it's open up all kinds of doors for the hunting and fishing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's great. And I think so many people can relate to that. I know I definitely can. You know, the the whole idea of just just being able to connect with God and being able to to get out there and, you know, provide for our families and, you know, provide that Christmas meal, you know, for our families with with the meat that we were able to harvest ourselves and it's just that that's incredible and you know i appreciate you guys being on the rice Killing podcast with me you guys brought up a good point there that if you pursue it too much if you're if you pursue hunting too much then it can it can really start to overtake you and make you go go off the path i mean cause I, you know unfortunately so many people so many hunters come november it's like i gotta get out in the tree stand as much as i can i gotta get out the, in the tree stand i gotta you know sit in the blind as many hours as i can and you know from a, a male's perspective, from a husband and a father perspective, you know, I've done that before and I've felt terrible because of it. Cause on the flip side, my wife and my kids are sitting at home, you know, wondering when daddy's going to get home. So, I mean, that's something that I think so many, so many people, they struggle with, you know, come November or, you know, April for Turkey season or really just anytime. And whenever we, we don't prioritize the things that truly matter. And that's of course our relationship with God our and our spouse and our kids and you know everything else after that that's it, it can fall into place but those three things gotta gotta be you know one two and three so that's that's great that you guys have had that i'm, I'm so glad i was able to connect with you guys so glad that uh you guys were wanted to come on the rice Killick podcast it's certainly my pleasure and i love the way you guys have used your platform so thank you we appreciate the invite and uh this has been a blessing it really has to us yes awesome awesome well i appreciate it so where can listeners where can they connect with you where can they check out your social media accounts where can they check out your videos all that kind of stuff okay um yes you all can find us on instagram at halo underscore chronicles as well as on twitter at halo chronicles on facebook halo chronicles or henry and lakeisha outdoor chronicles and also you can go to our website at um, halo hunting.com so definitely check us out there as well 
All right, all right. I'm going to put all that information down in the show notes of the show. So whenever it pops up on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform, podcast platform it pops up on, all this information will be down in the show notes. So again, thank you guys. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And I appreciate you being on the Rice Kelly Podcast with me. Thank you so much, Tyler. God bless you. Anytime. All right, guys. So there you go. There's my talk with Henry and Lakeisha. Hopefully, you guys were able to really enjoy that conversation as much as I did. Be sure to connect with them at the information that's down in the show notes. You guys can find that in the description of the show. So be sure to check that out. Also, if you guys got any value from today's episode or any value from the Rice Elite podcast in general, I want to ask that you guys leave a rating and review on the podcast platform that you are listening to. I've said it over and over, but those ratings and reviews, those go a long way in being able to organically grow the show. That way, more and more people can listen to the Rise Elite podcast. And the messages that we're sharing on the show will be able to get into more people's ears. So if you guys are getting any value from the Rise Elite podcast, especially from today's episode, then I just want to ask that you guys leave a rating and review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Rise Elite podcast.